Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this uh, long-anticipated episode, we had a pretty cool thing at the end. Yes. Yes. We're going to test out something here. Um, so I'll give you a teaser. Megan's going to do something that not only I've never heard been done on an uh, episode, but I don't think it's ever been done in real life. So this thing that's I'm going to try, I've been wanting to do it actually at locations, but I just, we haven't had the the opportunity to, but who knows? I just, I just want to test it out. Uh, I'm trying to think of different ways to uh, use my abilities in episodes because I know I've, I've talked about it previously on different episodes about how, like, even when I research, I kind of remote view to begin with. And so I kind of don't want that to go to waste. I want to be able to bring you guys information that maybe might be, I guess, useful if there's anything that um, correlates. And that's the thing is like, yes, I'm going to give you the research first, but um, I don't know what's going to come through with remote viewing. I have remote viewed there once, but like not as in-depth as I'm going to go. So my theory or my thing that I've been wanting to try and I've even wanted to do this at locations so you take the Estes method right the Estes method is you put headphones on put a blindfold on plug into a spirit box and basically it's to cut off outside outside stuff basically making the questions of the person uh, or the person listening unbiased to the answers yes yes and allowing spirits to come through well I like that method but with my abilities, it allows me to communicate with spirits automatically. I don't really need a spirit box. I mean, it helps, but I don't really need it. So my theory is, if I remote view, could I produce the same thing if I cut off? Because like, obviously when I remote view, I have like outside distractions, right? Mm. But what if I don't have outside distractions and I'm just fully there? So... Like an Estes method not plugged into a spirit box and a remote viewing. It's a remote viewing Estes method. You're Estes methoding, if that even a word, from a location that you're remote viewing from. And also cutting off all senses by listening to white noise. Yeah. Now, when I was talking about this in the beginning, I was like, how would we be able to use... I thought, like, why would you just use, like, a necrophonics or the spirit box thing? But then again, that would be only picking up the spirits that are physically here, not remote viewed there. Mm-hmm. So, what would be really cool is if we actually did that, and you were picking up spirits through the necrophonics there. Mm-hmm. But and I don't know if that's you know theoretically possible. Yeah. So we're just gonna do this like this is the first trial episode, and we're gonna see what the feedback from you guys is, um, see if how everybody likes it. If this is something you want me to add to um, all locations that are locations, I guess you could say. Um, so if like for instance we talk about a concept, I really can't. I mean, I I can't really tell you, like, remote view to a concept, you know, obviously. But, like, if I, if there's a specific location, I can. That makes sense. So, this is Lasting Triangle episode part two, where we're going to do some weird stuff. But before we get to that, um, we thought we'd go through, uh, Megan had said the disappearances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I know that thing we talked about in the previous episode, Last in Jericho Part 1, was when you originally remote view there, what, like a month ago now? 
and what you trapped in your mind for us that I had to take out. Yes. So um, that's what's entirely leading you want to remote view remote view there again. Yes. Um, but that's what the interesting part is. Everything we're talking about here with disappearances and stuff like that uh, have little to do with the supernatural, which contradicts what you took from there when you remote mm-hmm. view there. Mm-hmm. So that's why you kind of want to remote view there again. Yes. But um, uh, so look forward to that uh, here at the end. So because yeah. I know a lot of people are like uh, what? Yeah, yeah. So um. What were you, uh, what were we going to talk about first? So we're going to kind of go over the disappearances. Um, I know I kind of grazed over some of the plane disappearances and stuff like that. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about a, uh, the kind of the alien error or alien, um, base that it's a big conspiracy, but it has something to do with the remote viewer with the Stargate project. So we're going to talk about that and how he mysteriously died after he remote viewed. But um, I thought we would start off talking about um, the disappearances because this is the the crazy thing. So I know we talked in the first episode that over 16,000 people from 1988 until now have disappeared. And it's, it's really baffled a lot of people because they just completely go they completely go like nobody knows where they are. No bodies turn up. No like indication of like even, even the planes, like there's no wreckage. And so before we get into the people, I was also looking at one of the things that I looked up at the very beginning is obviously Alaska has a lot of snowfall. And that's one of the theories is they say, Oh, snow falls and they can't find the bodies and things like that. Now, Alaska does have, especially in the triangle does have a lot of wilderness. So could potentially like bears and stuff like that get at them? Yes. But I wanted to look up to see, does snow have any effect on the decom decomp D how do you say that? Decomposition. Eh. Decomposition. Decomposition. Oh my God. Like the breakdown of the body afterwards. Yeah. And apparently, if anything, it slows down the decomposition. Well, yeah, that's why in olden days, a long time ago, um, in the winter, especially up north areas, uh, I know our Canadian friends can testify to this, uh, when people died in the winter, they couldn't dig the ground with their hands. Granted, we have machinery that can do it for us now. But um, they would... Uh, waits until the ground got soft again to uh bury people in the ground so they would store people outside in sheds and stuff like that because the bodies wouldn't decompose yeah um yeah when it's freaking cold outside hence why you put dead bodies in freezers and stuff like that yeah yeah so the so if anything it would keep the body intact a little bit longer than say if a body was in the middle of a desert um on like a hot summer day so, I thought that was interesting. Um, but we're going to kind of go through some of the disappearances. A lot of the disappearances, too. I don't know if anybody is familiar with Missing 411. We're actually going to do an episode soon about Missing 411. But basically, Missing 411. We kind of touched about it. Yeah, and the scariest thing in the woods, I think, yeah, episode. Which was but, oh, two years yeah, ago now. <laughs> yeah. But basically, it's a group of people that are missing. And they have to meet a certain criteria to be classified as missing 411. Basically, it rules out like animal, anything animal related. 
a lot of people are saying, because it happens a lot near national parks. And so a lot of people are saying that this could also be part of the missing 411. So one interesting thing, another interesting thing before I go into the disappearances that I found was I was watching a documentary on the missing 411 for an episode that we're doing soon. And one of the things that the main guy said that created the um, missing 411. So his name is David Paulides. I think I'm saying that right, hopefully. But he was a former detective and then started kind of like piecing together these cases. And he has a certain criteria at which it, I said before, like he goes by anyways. But one of the things that he mentions at the very beginning of the documentaries is that the FBI rarely looks at missing adult cases. I was like, whoa, that can't be right. I never thought of that. Did you know that? Well, I remember you asked me about that before, but I didn't know it was in context of this. Yeah. So apparently with the FBI, what the only reason they get involved is if there's some kind of strange happenings or like a hate crime or something that just doesn't make sense, then they get involved. All other times, they pretty much leave it to the local governments. So that's something to keep in mind. If the local government is not pushing to find somebody, the FBI is not going to get involved. And I'll, I can even use an example. Uh, I know you guys have to- heard me talk about my aunt's murder a lot. The FBI was involved with her murder case because of the fact the guys that murdered her were FBI informants. So... Uh, that's why they got involved, but that's normally, FBI normally gets involved with missing children, but there has to be something crazy for them to basically get involved. And I said, usually the reason why most adults don't get searched on is because, searched on, get searched, or at least people will be looking for them is because majority of the time they're, they're dead, right? Yeah. There's no real reason someone to keep an adult, well, an adult male Mm -hmm. kidnapped, unless for nefarious reasons or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, well, every reason is nefarious when it comes to kidnapping. But, like, for, I don't know. It's like, what women did you get kidnapped for, right? Mm-hmm. And as you have a woman is, is kidnapped or disappeared, stuff like that, usually people want to look for them. But the assumption usually is that they're already dead. That yeah. or they ran away, mm-hmm. right? They ran from somebody for something, responsibilities or whatever, just wanted out, and they kind of just, like, left their life behind and basically just disappeared without telling anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep that in mind when I'm talking about these missing people because I, I just find that interesting. But uh, first off, there was a missing person. And like I said, we're not going to go through all 16,000 because I don't even think some of it's recorded. But in 1932, there was a man named Tommy Madsen, who was a gold prospector, who vanished while searching for gold in the wilderness near Valdez, Alaska. Uh, Despite extensive searches, no trace of him was ever found. Okay. Mm. And that's the thing is people somewhat think like, oh, these people don't have experience. They go in the Alaskan wilderness, whatever. But there is people that do have experience that still go missing, that is well aware of the Alaskan the Alaskan terrain and stuff like that, but they, they're still going missing. And it's almost like they wander off, which is another creepy thing. Yeah, it's like they just like wander off down a weird path and they're solo and, and stuff like that. Anyways, um, in 1943... There was another lady and her two-year-old son. Her name was Thelma Pochlin. She disappeared while on a boat trip from Kichikon to Metlakantla. I think that's how you say it. Uh, <laughs> the boat was found adrift with the engine running, but Thelma and her son were never located. 
Um, another one, 1973, Terrence Misner. It was a 22-year-old firefighter, went missing while hiking near Anchorage. His disappearance remains unsolved, and extensive ser- or searches failed to locate him. 2007, Brandon Boygus. Boygus? I don't know if that, hopefully that's, um, he was a 31-year-old man from Texas. Now, if if he's never been to a place like Alaska, I can see why maybe he would get, like, lost or not be aware of this terrain and stuff like that, because Texas is different from Alaska. Yeah. I think. Trees are a lot smaller. Um, but he disappeared while hiking in Chukrach State Park near Anchorage. Oh my gosh, if I butchered these names, I'm sorry. Fight search efforts, again, no sign of him was ever found. And if you look to different years, different times of the different, different years, different times of the year. So yeah, you could say, okay, you can blame it on snow, but okay, well, what about the summer months when people go missing? You know? You can yeah, Alaska is on- not, Alaska's not always snow all the time. Yeah. Yeah. There is some months. I mean, it is cooler than most places. Yeah. I mean, you would like that. You would probably be right at home in Alaska. Because <sighs> Never I have think, to sweat again. Yeah, I think it was like midsummer, and it was like fifty-seven at night. <sighs> yeah, because I looked up the weather. I was curious. Uh, Two thousand sixteen, a Michael Palmer, twenty-nine-year-old experienced hiker, disappeared while hiking in the Kenai National Wildlife Refuge. His disappearance start- sparked an extensive search operation, but again, never located. Uh, Cindy and Gary Hunter, 2019, a couple, uh, went missing while a fishing trip near Ketchikan. So that's another one in that area. The boat was found overturned. Bodies never never found. Uh, Veronica McDonald, 2020, 26-year-old woman, went missing while on a solo hike in Chochkitch State Park. Despite search efforts, she was not found um, as of September 2021. Again, so we're losing people even the most recent time. Yes. Yeah. Um, in 2005, Eric Rohner, a 38 year old adventurer, uh, disappeared while I attempted to cross the icy. Lord, these are <laughs> these are some intense names. Okay, Tatshenshini Sh- River near Haines. Uh, his body was never recovered. Um, and there's different, and it's people of all ages. It's older because, like over here, you have like a 15 year old, a 50 year old guy, a 15 year old girl. 49-year-old pilot, 47-year-old hiker, 38-year-old adventurer, 34-year-old woman, 33-year-old hiker, 69-year-old hiker, 66-year-old hiker. So you have people of all all different ages as well. So here's an, here's one that's creepy. Okay, so in 1983, 24-year-old Stephen Kubaki went... Why you give me that look? Uh, Stephen Kubaki... Stephen Kubacki went missing near the Chugach State Park. No, it's not out loud reader. It's the names are very, very native. And if you're not familiar with the dialect, um, the Chugach State Park, his case is primarily mysterious because he reappeared more than a year later with no memory of his disappearance and wearing clothing that was not his own. Weird. So what the heck happened there? But one theory, one theory that, or cryptid that we didn't talk about last time that I think is interesting. Well, we kind of did because he's technically kind of like Bigfoot. Um, But apparently there is a legend of a Bigfoot-like creature called the Hairy Man in Alaska. 
kind of an original, but all right. Yeah, hairy man. Uh, he shares the same chem- common characteristics of a large hairy ape-like creature that is said to inhabit remote wilderness areas. He is a large. He's described as a large bipedal creature covered in hair or fur, standing between seven and ten feet tall, robust, 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 robust uh, built. And uh, witnesses report that it resemb- he resembles an ape or human covered in hair. Is he a bicycle? Oh, the bicycle, the bipedal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to get that. Bipedal. 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 Um, He's a bicycle. Like, like <laughs> very much like, very much like Bigfoot, reclusive and rarely seen by humans. Did we have that joke before? Yeah. With a Bigfoot on the bike. Mm-hmm. He's bipedal. <laughs> by pedal <laughs> yeah so this also stems also from native legend legends different um people of the alaskan area uh have stories and legends about a large wild uh supernatural beings that bear similar similarities to the bigfoot legend oh, you already talked about the otter man yes the kushtaka yeah yeah but yeah so uh that's pretty much and there is sightings like people have been out in the woods in national parks and have seen him in different ways as well. Okay, so there is also so when I talk about the remote viewing, this is what happened with the guy. So apparently he died, right? And I was thinking when I first researched that this guy, um, like something dark when he remote viewed happened and he died. Way well, yeah, that guy. That's not the case. So this kind of plays into the theory that there's somehow a secret alien base under Mount Hayes, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Mount Hayes. And the reason why that even came to come in fruition is this guy named Pat Price. So Pat Price was part of the Stargate project and it was a top secret U.S. government. So anybody that doesn't know what the Stargate project was, it was a top secret U.S. government uh, program that aimed to investigate psychic phenomena remote viewing, and potential military applicants of these abilities. So if it was going on now, we'd be top of the list. Yeah. The project involved uh, trained remote viewers who claimed to have the ability to access information about distant or hidden uh, targets throughout extra century perception and provided intelligence information to various government agencies. Um, It was declassified in the 1990s, uh, revealing details of his experiments and research into paranormal phenomenon. Well, this guy, Pat Price, he was one of the most famous to come out of the Stargate project. And he was the one that remote viewed and found out that there was an alien base under Mount Hayes. So he would sit down in these sessions and draw what he saw. There is a documentary that the guy that the there's a documentary that came out about this. And they basically said that his predictions were incredibly uh, accurate. So basically, Pat Price uh, remote viewed Mount Hayes and saw that there were structures under the mountain. Uh, He saw tubes, tunnels, and he kept pressuring to find more information. They kept going deeper, kept, you know, channeling harder. And he saw what he described as geographical instrumentation. He saw computers and then he also described strange humanoid creatures among human personnel that he described to be military. After he saw that vision or that remote viewing, he immediately began to fear that something he saw that he shouldn't have. He even told he even went to tell friends that his remote viewing of the secret underground base could put him in grave danger. He was checking in in Las Vegas to the Stardust Hotel when someone deliberately bumped into him and he said he felt a sharp pain in his leg. Now, this is like 
this isn't that long ago. This is like the uh, 1970s that this occurred. It's a long time ago. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not like, well, yeah, I guess it. <laughs> and that evening he began to become unwell. Uh, the following morning he had convulsions and he died. But the creepy part is the hospital never notified his wife and they cremated him. So he couldn't do a toxicology report. Nope. Yeah. So be careful when you remote viewing kids. No. Or um, where you're going, or at least the way you're telling yeah. people. Yeah, and that's the thing is like he was he was actively relaying this information to like government officials, and they were probably like, "Oh shit, he he saw something he wasn't supposed to." Okay, but going back, so that's kind of like the remote viewing thing. There hasn't been that much, just like more like speculation about the alien base. So that's one of the theories, and it kind of supports the UFO. Um, I guess, like, theory that they have that that's what's taken people. So into some more disappearances, because these are a little bit like, okay, what's going on? So there was a guy. His name was Frank Miano. He was a traditional educator and mentor on substance living, hunting, and culture. Uh, he apparently was missing from Niana on August 17, 2020. Apparently, the police only knew that he took shelter in a nearby cabin on the first day that he was reported missing. Several years later, there's no trace of his remains and his case is still open. So, again, he was familiar with, you know, obviously, like, hunting and stuff like that, so the wilderness, so he knew. Um, another person that went missing, his name was Leonard Lane. He was a 73-year-old World War II veteran at the time of his disappearance. Um, on the evening of July 4th, 1995, Leonard was reported missing after a parade in Fairbanks, and he disappeared within the Alaskan Triangle. Supposedly, he had taken a walk. Police have no leads, don't know at all what went on with him. Two years later, in 1997, he was declared legally dead, but his case remains unsolved. Mm. So these people are somewhat, like, they're somewhat aware. One more. Her name is Jail uh, Tierra Hamblin. She was a 20-year-old mom. Went out to dinner with a roommate October 11, 2014. The woman returned home, but Jail decided to go out again on her own. The next morning, her roommate found Jail's bed unmade and her car still in the driveway. Her purse was found buried in the snow five months later, and she still has not been found. Mm. So, it, it's kind of crazy because it's it's it makes you wonder, like, is it a person doing these disappearances? Not obviously all of them. Is it something supernatural? It's so bizarre that there's no... When I was watching The Missing 411, this is the thing that makes me wonder about The Missing 411 and The Alaskan Triangle. Is in the documentary that the David guy put out, there... It was this guy, uh, he was an older guy, was in the military, did hunting all of his life. He went with a group of uh, his sons and I think like some friends and stuff like that to go hunting. He disappeared. They couldn't find him. He was well um, well aware of the area. This wasn't in Alaska, though. I think it was one of the northern states. They kept trying to find him. They couldn't find anything, not his rifle, not like any of his weaponry, none of his clothing. Um, actually, no, I take that back. I think they found his jacket later on, but like the FBI got involved. And so it makes you wonder, and that's what the David guy was saying was, why did the FBI get involved? Because they get involved. There's a reason this guy, the way the FBI turned out for him was like, he was a brother 
to like a famous politician or something like that. Yet he wasn't. He was just a normal guy. So why is the FBI there? And so it makes you wonder what's going on entirely with the missing 411 and then Alaskan Triangle with all these people being missing. And there's not any real like stuff that turns up, even with the plane crashes. There's nothing that really turns up. There's ghost ships that also are there um, that go on the water that the, the, you know, ghost ships normally um, they go just floating. There's nobody on it. And there's no real rhyme or reason as to what happened. Yeah. Alaskan Tri- Triangle also has that. So it's it's so confusing because like with the Bridgewater Triangle, you can kind of pinpoint. And that's the thing with the Bridgewater Triangle. And I think I mentioned it the first one is like you take the Bridgewater Triangle, right? And there's different haunted locations where you can pinpoint like, okay, there's entities and stuff like that supposedly there. When you go to the Alaskan Triangle, there's really not much unless you dig into like the native legends, which aren't really out there for you to like look. You can't really like look them up on the internet unless, you know, like the real deep legends. So, um, and I think to be honest with you, I don't know. I keep leaning more towards cryptid stuff, cryptid and people over there. Doesn't explain what you saw and what you brought back with you when you removed you there. Yes. So when I went there. Here's a perfect segue. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to start the remote. Oh my gosh. Okay. When I removed there, viewed there the first time. And that's why I even wanted to do this episode was because of the first remote viewing. I was at this location. I don't know where this location is. I was able to kind of get a photo of it by typing in what I saw to like an AI image generator and it did a pretty accurate thing. So maybe I'll post those on Instagram afterwards. But it was like a general store. And I didn't know that Alaska, that's pretty much like, especially in the remote areas, they have general stores. So basically where you can get all your stuff, right? In remote areas. Um, But it was on the side, almost like a mountain. Like there was mountains in the distance, but it was very icy it was like a two-story, almost like a barn-looking situation. Um, I know there was a sign at the be- beginning that said, like, general store. And just a little amount of parking. Like, not even like not even big cars could fit in this parking lot. Like, it's, it's, it was very, very small. And it was almost like a stopping point between before you get to, like, the really remote areas. And I just saw... I, I, every time I would go there, I would hear, like, howling. Just, like, just howling of, like, the wind. And uh, I remote viewed there and I was trying to look around, trying to, because I was unsure because at the time I just knew like when a psychic remote viewed, they died. So I didn't know the the whole premise of the Pat Price story that it was like the government that killed him essentially. Well, allegedly. So I was kind of like wearisome about like staying too long at these locations. And uh, so immediately I felt a sharp pain in my eyes and the back of my head and and like i said it was just like a like a swirling of like howling snow wind you know like when you see those like blizzards mm. right it was just like circulating and i got out of the remote view and i told isaac hey cuz whenever i remote view and something kind of like it's like almost like what i'm doing is putting a fishing line out there and sometimes things will follow the fishing line back if i don't like cut the connection off anyways I didn't cut the connection off quick enough and this thing came back. It was in my mind forest. And the entire time back of my head felt cold, but like a lot of pressure and my eyes hurt really bad. 
And so I immediately got up, went to Isaac, and I said, look, there's something in my mind for us, and you should pull it out. And swing. What is the mind for us, you may ask? Oh, listen to Shadow Walker part. Part three? Two or three. I can't remember which one. It goes into detail about the mind forest. Anyway, it's a subconscious part of Megan's mind where she houses all her negativity. Granted, it's cleared out because I cleared it out. Um, but anything she remote views and brings back with her always ends up there. Mm-hmm. So, it's the first place I look. What I saw was it was see-through. Not like a ghost. Well, it had very ghostly features, but it was still solid. I can kind of see what it was, but it looked like it was made of wind, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of correlated to what you thought mm-hmm. or what you felt anyway. Or what you heard also. Mm-hmm. But it looked like someone with like a giant fur, not blanket, like cloak, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's really long and really big. And they had it, it had the hood over their head, but on the edges of the edge of the, the, the points on the top of the hood where I guess it would be top of that, someone's head, there were horns. But not like any horns, like buffalo horns, right? Or bison horns, right? Yeah. And... But it was all white. The entire outfit was all white and stuff like that. Even the face that was staring at me underneath the hood was very pale-faced, right? And their eyes were dark. Ended up grabbing it, pulling it, putting it in the ring, right? And that's what I saw when I saw it in the ring. Was that. Like a evil Native American spirit dressed with buffalo like hide on its, on its uh, as wearing like a cloak or something. You know what I mean? Now, here's a teaser for Shadow Walker Part 6. What I took from that thing was going to really blow your mind. Anyway, but that's in Shadow Walker Part 6. I think I'll probably do in the next month or so. Maybe in October. Just to mm-hmm. capture more people. Anyway, but that was what interesting what we what I pulled from your mind force. But just go in there once. But then again, that's the spirit, right? It has to be a dark entity for me to pull with my right hand. Otherwise, it wouldn't get trapped in your mind forest. So, there are Native American legends to the spiritual side... Uh, evil spirits that they have not shared with everyone. And that also correlates to even with the Bridgewater Triangle because uh, remote viewed there and you had to pull something from there as well. Yes. That was dark. Mm-hmm. That was, I think it was, may have been native based. I'm not sure. Yes. So now we're going to do the remote thing. Let you get your setup going. Yes. Yeah. So um, if it blows up in our face of... How this possibly goes is gonna it's gonna be weird. This I was telling you it's like this would be better a visual thing to see versus listening to it. But so in recap, you're going to remote view into a location and do an SS message from the location with just white noise. So you're not gonna hear anything I ask. No. Uh how to reprove that to anyone who's listening. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I guess people will just have to trust us. Oh my god. So mean you're gonna be sitting here doing nothing or you know well right now you have headphones on. Yeah. Um God dang it, this is why I wish we could we had video to prove it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing is if it if it works out good, then we can capital not capitalize, but like move on from this and see like how we can incorporate more. And it might be this might be a video segment that we do. Well, I don't know. It's just I guess uh, I don't know. We just gotta see with it. I mean, granted, even if it, you're if you don't believe what we're doing, you're still going and seeing something there that we can't prove otherwise, mm-hmm. right? And this is just to see, like, what comes through, if there's any connections, if anybody else, like, knows more than what's out there on the the Alaskan Triangle, whatever. I don't know. So, yeah. first, you're going to go there, mm-hmm. and you're going to start telling me what you see. Yes. Right? Then I'm going to give you old taparoo, and then we're going to start asking questions. Yes. And I'm, I can't hear, once I start 
with the headphones, I can't hear and I'm not going to be able to see what Isaac is doing. So I'm just going to be calling out like as if something like when you do that assist method with the spirit box, like how things would come through. I'm going to tell you what's coming through to me if there's anything there talking. Yeah. So. So for everyone. um, Okay. So I'm seeing. I'm back at the general store. So the same place that I was when I first remote viewed. There's a plaque on the door of the general store that says 3414. Now I'm going to... I'm walking on this path into this wooded area. Uh, Snow on the ground. Um, It almost smells like, you know when you open a freezer? It smells cold. It's not snowing in Alaska right now. I wonder where the hell she is. They think about that. So I'm thinking the general store is also uh, like a welcome center. This is like really, really far up north. Uh, because near the beginning of the path, there's a uh, welcome to Alaska like paper. And there's a lady. She's in multiple layers of clothing. Like, like almost like a bunch of blankets. Like, it's not like a, a jacket and a coat or anything like that. It's just like layers of clothing. Almost like a shawl, but like a winter shawl. And her hair is black, braided, and it's like in almost like a like a bun. And she's leading me down this path, completely covered in snow, but it's like the trees are parted in the middle. You think Smekin is not an actual physical place? She keeps saying, come follow me, come follow me, come follow me. Let me show you, let me show you. It's not snowing in Alaska right now. So it's weird because it almost is making me feel like I have disorientation. Like, the the trees are spinning. There's a growl to to the right of me. In between the trees, the lady says, 
It's here, but you're okay. Who is she? Can literally hear the crunch of like boots on the ground. A lot of things around. She's she looks like she's a nice person, but I'm not feeling like she's a nice person. And I'm feeling very, very like No, I need to get back. No, 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 no. So, when I first started, there was light. Like almost like showing the way, showing the path. Now there's no light. She keeps asking if I hear stuff. Who are you? My throat is... Almost feel... Like I physically feel my throat sore. She's not. She, doesn't, she can't hear me, obviously. So, the lady, she originally looked like she was in her 40s or 50s, but now she morphed into a child. Can you follow me? Can you follow me? It's, it's extremely dark now. Like, I know it's daytime, but it's extremely dark. Hmm. I'm hearing my name all over the woods. Like, it's all different directions. And there's clicking. There's like... Like, it sounds like, oh, oh, all over. Who is the woman? Get away. Who are you? Do you understand what you channeled? Of course she does. That's why she's there. Who are you? You can't take her back. Of course I can. You have no idea who I am. Now, who are you? No. Who are you? I know who you are and you can't take her back. Do you know who Ashwadakanta is? It's funny you think you could take me from here. Oh, I can do a lot more than that. I can take you from anywhere. This is my land. Who are you? I'm getting very, like, predator vibes, like something is preying on someone. 
Only a coward keeps their name away. Who are you? Are you a coward to go forward? Obviously, your name holds no power if you can't give it to me. I told you mine. I will take her off her path. Oh, you can try. Obviously, you can't see what she truly is. Can you see her memories? Can you see what I've taken before? Can you see me? Can you feel me? Who am I speaking to? Three, four, one, four. Was that a, your name? The rock. Something special about this rock? Nuh-uh-uh. Mm-mm. Step back. I'm telling you to step back. Make me. How far do you think she'll come into the darkness? far as it needs to be. Again, who are you? You think I can make her go into the trees? She has to chase you. Watch your tone. Why? Are you going to tell me otherwise? So my throat is actually like really hurting now. It almost feels like when you stay out in the cold too long. I am Ashwara Kanta. I am the Order Keeper. I am the Shadow Walker. How about I keep her here? You can try where every other have failed.
So now there is this gigantic thing standing at the end of the pathway. A big giant thing. Looks like it, it literally looks like the size of Bigfoot, but it's not a Bigfoot. It's like a Shadow Man thing. Who stands in her way? It's trying to call. So I got knocked out of it. <laughs> no, because you hit the thing. Yeah, I know. I hit I hit a button and it knocked me out. Well, for everyone listening, getting freaked the fuck out. <laughs> um, it, my eyes are watering. Can you see? Yeah. And also, I noticed you talk a lot louder when you're in there. I had to back the mic up because you're. Well, it was, uh, I know was, you couldn't hear anything. That and two, like it's it. The wind was howling. Like it was like howling like a storm, kind of. So, um. But it was extremely quiet. Like there's no like I don't I don't understand. Like it, it it's it's wilderness, but there's no wilderness. Like there's no Again, and I think you didn't realize it's not snowing in Alaska right now. So where the heck am I? Exactly. <laughs> you didn't come to that realization. It was, no. Wait, it's summertime. It's no snow in Alaska. Yeah. That's even the mountains. But yeah, I told you it's at the the mountains. Yeah. I don't know if it is snowing in Alaska. I don't know if any, any listener listening from Alaska can tell us if there's snow or not. Anyway, you keep giving off a number, right? Mm-hmm. 3451? No, 3414. 3414. That might be an address or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, suppose we have a woman, right? She talked like a woman. I don't say it was a woman, but she talked like a woman, mm-hmm. right? No, it was a woman. Okay. I remember that, yeah. She was very cocky and egotistical. Um, by the way... If anyone's going, Isaac, what the fuck were you talking like that for? Uh, that's my, uh, I call my higher self voice. It does sound more assertive and it sounds different. Um, that's because I, when I'm dealing with dark entities and stuff like that, uh, for having a more threatening voice is, uh, it's, it's better to have one to say that. Um, so that's why my voice sounded different when I was asking Megan specific questions and stuff like that. Anyway, so you're probably gonna listen to that recording back so you can hear everything. Uh, three... Two different people spoke, right? Um, from you, it was a woman who seemed very egotistical, talking about how to draw you into the darkness, whatever like that, right? And then it was, it was like your voice went higher, and I guess a little girl was talking, or unless it was her I don't switching know, to a little it, girl. It was, it was very bizarre because uh, she knew I was there. Like, she immediately was there, and she was like, come, come, like, come on down the path. And so I went down this path. And then it was like I was engulfed in trees and like path, like it was like a cleared out path that maybe like, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know if this is a thing that like, maybe like if, if you'd live somewhere in that area, cause it was in the mountains. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I'll push the mic closer now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Cause you were talking like this. Sorry. Now you're talking like this. Yeah. Okay. Um, I kept trying to get her goddamn name. Right. And she didn't want to give it. Every time I ask a name, it went silent. And then she talk, I just go, oh, you think I can draw on a doctor? I'll keep her here. You have no power. Stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. I kept saying, I'm Ashwala Kanta, right? I am the Shadow Walker. I'm the Order Keeper, right? Everyone knows my name is six names. If you listen yeah. to Shadow Walker yeah. Part 5, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway. Uh, but she didn't take any information. Either she doesn't know who Ashwala Kanta is, which means she's not a native spirit, right? Yeah. Um, but you were talking about seeing some kind of dark giant Bigfoot creature at the end of the, the pathway. Yeah. 
It looked like Bigfoot, but it wasn't Bigfoot. So a giant shadow figure. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was it was like a juggernaut. It was huge. So there is something dark in this place. But it was it, it was mo- it was morphing. It was like it went to the old lady. Like she looked like a typical like grandmother like shawl wearing. And that's how she gets you. <laughs> and then she turned into this little kid, and it was like the little kid was running. Hmm. And then, and I could hear things off to the side of me. Like, that's the thing. Like, I could feel and hear things. Like, and that's what it made me think was, like, stay on the path. And it was, like, it was trying to lure me to the wooded areas on the side. Yeah. So, I probably scared the shit of everyone who's <laughs> listening. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did I answer any of your questions, though? Uh, no. Interesting. Because I said she was very reserved. She didn't want to ask me any questions. She was cocky, like most dark entities are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she kept asking if I can pull her into the trees. Yeah, right? because that's where I wasn't supposed to go. I said, if she has to chase you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just kept wagging your finger in the air. like Yeah, that's her. But that was her demeanor. No, what she said in the beginning. You said... um, do you realize where you have channeled or who you have channeled, right? Mm-hmm. To which I asked, what is your name? Mm-hmm. Didn't give it. Mm-hmm. I think I said something real smart ass to her. It's like, obviously your name doesn't hold any power if you can't give it to me, mm-hmm. right? I said, I told you mine, but she couldn't give hers. Um, so probably a good thing you got out of when that dark thing showed up because you probably have to body bag it and bring it back here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was waiting for me at the end of the trip. I was like... Almost like a tag team thing. Like, she thought by morphing into a kid, like, I, I would be more... Like, that's what it felt like, though. It was like... It, w- it was like... Come here, I got something to show you. But really, I'm gonna, like, lure you away into the darkness. Like, that's what it reminded me of. And she was she was waiting for me. That's the, the freaky part. Is like, I would literally, when I remote viewed, I was in the parking lot... And I was thinking to myself, too bad I can't pull through your mind. Yeah. And rip it over here. Yeah. My face hurts. Like, I, like, that's the thing is, like, I could literally feel cold everywhere. And there's obviously, it's not super cold in the house. I don't have, like, a fan. But I was like, you know, like, when your nose gets cold and it's almost like a stinging pain? Yeah. So. I don't know where I went though because it's snowing. If it's not snowing in Alaska, you're talking about like like a winter storm. Yeah, and there's no such thing in Alaska right now. Not even in the mountains. There's no wind. There's no storms up there. Well, and again, I don't fucking know. So talking out of my ass. Uh, but I know for at least the most part in the woods, there's no snowstorms going on. Are you looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> this is more free uh, balling episode part part of the episode he's looking at the weather in the Alaska right now mm-hmm. shouldn't be too bad it's summertime I mean granted it's not hot but it's not snowing there you said it's off a mountain trail mm-hmm. right at least the beginning of the one it would have to be in the mountains but even so there's not a lot of wind up there or at least not a lot of snow up there right now any snow up there is just sitting because it's cold
Uh, I don't know. I gotta do some research on that. Because there is some snow in some areas. And it can fall as early as October. Now, I have my remote viewing into a past thing. I don't understand. That or you went to a spiritual realm in Alaska. That or the place where you remote view to, two remote viewers that go there, she makes it look like a, a tundra, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's like, like just like snow. Like a like blizzard. The snow, yeah. yeah. It's not, I wouldn't say as much as a blizzard, but there is a lot of snow. The real question is why there? Why her? And this is the second time that I have not been anywhere else except for the path and the general store. What are you thinking about when you're going there? The Alaskan Triangle. Like, I'm just literally thinking of the Alaskan Triangle. Anywhere. So, if anyone tries to remote view into the Alaskan Triangle, they're met with this person. Or is it just you? Mm. Uh... But that's the thing is every time I remote view, it seems very predatory, like people predatory and like predatory entity wise. Maybe she's the one that's fueling the people to prey on other people. Sorry. I don't know. (laughs) Three, four, one, four. I got to see what that. Three, four, one, four is what I kept. Uh, Now, was really going to piss people off? Mm-hmm. Is that we're gonna have to deal with this off episode? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "What? We'll look for a haunted update in the future." Anyway, um, I think that's where you wrap it up. Yeah, because everyone keeps speculating until we figure something out. Yeah, I know everyone likes to listen to that, but anyway, I don't want to take too much time. Um, so, uh, what are we talking about next week? Reiki healing. Reiki healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, energy. Or Reiki and energy stuff. Yes. Yes. So look forward to that next week. Um, we don't have any bonus episodes, right? No. No. Okay. Um, so look forward to that uh, next episode on, on all about Reiki stuff. Um, just because I was interested in it, and I was I was told multiple times that my ability sim- simulates Reiki stuff. So I researched into it and learned more about it, and it's eh, kinda, but not exactly. Uh, and we'll explain why. Uh, but as always, you can uh, find our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram. Holy moly. What? Just a little teaser. I have to do more research into it, but there is a 3414 in Fairbanks, Alaska, which is where a lot of people are going missing. It's a little house that looks like a general store, but it's not a general store. And there's woods and a path into the woods. Mm. Hey. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. So uh, if I find anything that correlates with that, I will post about it. Yeah. All right. And where you're going to see that on X is Hidden the Shadow 6. Uh, Hidden the Shadows Pod. Is it Hidden the Shadows Pod? Hidden the Shadows Pod 2 on TikTok? Yeah. Hit- Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2. Podcast 2 on TikTok. Or links to all our social media and always can listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Is that it? We'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. In Nanako.
this moment. 